0: On today's show, crypto fraudsters. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission last week froze the assets of four individuals connected with a crypto trading scam. The 14,000 victims not only want these alleged crypto crooks' assets frozen, they also want their asses frozen as well because they're going to be sitting on. Those cold stainless steel prison toilets serving time. I mean, they look really uncomfortable and cold, don't they? Yeah. Frozen asses. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission, the CFTC, has filed a complaint in the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Florida against individuals Rene LaRalde, Juan Pablo Valcarce, Brian Early and Alicia Ann Kingray, along with their unincorporated, unregistered entity Funds, spelled F-U-N-D-S-Z. The complaint accuses them of engaging in fraudulent activities by soliciting clients to invest in cryptocurrencies and precious metals trading. The defendants allegedly claimed that funds had a secret sauce using a proprietary algorithm, air quotes here, could generate consistent weekly returns of over 3% and promised significant growth on initial contributions, even suggesting that a $2,500 investment could turn into a million dollars in 48 months without further deposits. They also presented funds as a charitable endeavor supporting various causes such as clean water initiatives and humanitarian relief efforts. The weekly returns that funds reported to their 14,000 customers were completely made up because funds never engaged in any trading or investment activity, the claim alleges. The CFTC obtained a restraining order freezing the defendant's assets, preserving records, and appointing a temporary receiver. A hearing for a preliminary injunction is set for August 23rd. The CFTC aims to obtain restitution Uh, for defrauded investors, confiscate unlawfully obtained profits, impose civil monetary penalties, enforce permanent trading and registration bans, and secure a permanent injunction against future violations of the Commodity Exchange Act. The CFTC cautions that while orders for repaying victims may not be issued, Recovering lost funds could be challenging if the wrongdoers lack sufficient assets or funds. What a bummer. The director of enforcement at the CFTC, Ian McGinley, said, Though the products fraudsters purport to trade and their methods of attracting victims, in this case through social media, may have changed, the old adage, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is remains as valid as ever and that is true uh the secret to building wealth is no secret uh spend less than you earn invest wisely and if it seems too good to be true it probably is but it i'm not blaming any victims here um because that's what they are they're they're victims and um we have this psychological fear of missing out and we all want to be uh, I- included in, in uh, the next big gains. I mean, think about what happened with Bitcoin. You have a small amount of people who are the early investors um, that have reaped all the benefits. You know, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin was supposed to be this way to decentralize uh, finance. Uh, unfortunately that's not the way it's it's turning out. Uh the uh, largest holder of Bitcoin is thought to be the guy who invented it. Um uh, by the alias uh what man I'm I'm uh, blanking on his name here. Satoshi um Nakamoto. Satoshi Nakamoto. At at any rate, um Uh, The second biggest uh, holder of Bitcoin is the United States, uh, with over $5 billion worth of crypto assets. Um, And then you look at the the list, the top 10 list, it's mainly uh, private companies, uh, institutional investors, uh, and a few exceptions such as the Winklevoss twins that, uh, you know, really um, promoted the, 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 the Bitcoin idea and they've done very well uh, also. So it hasn't really been this uh, uh, amazing tool that decentralizes finance and it's certainly not going to be the tool uh, that dilutes the concentration of wealth that big banks have. Um, if if cryptocurrency becomes the new uh, form of currency, replaces fiat currency, what's going to stop big banks from taking their regular dollars and turning it into a Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or any of these other tokens? What, what's going to stop them? I don't think anything will uh and it and it won't do anything about the concentration of wealth that that banks have and yes it it allows a peer-to-peer uh way to uh exclude banks from uh borrowing money but they have all the money right now, uh, so uh, it's it's going to be a, a limited endeavor uh, because you have to have everybody on the, the, the crypto bandwagon, and not just everybody. It's got to be the right token a, as well, uh, and we're at a phase that we don't know what the right token is. Uh, Bitcoin doesn't seem to be um, the uh, uh, the token that people are going to be using to exchange goods and services with. Instead, it, it's now seen more like as a store of value uh, like gold. But the only real value it has is the perception that it does have value. Uh, and so what's going to happen in the future? Um, what's going to happen to people you know 100 years from now are they going to be cool with bitcoin they have never even had a chance to mine it uh they they're going to be stuck spending these outrageous prices for for one bitcoin so is it going to last it's very speculative and uh, there are the, the people who have bought into it uh, and they want it to to, to last but it doesn't mean that it's going to. You're gonna always need new people to jump on board. And I don't know if that's gonna happen. Uh, in the United States, the the regulatory environment for uh, cryptocurrency uh, as an investment, as a trading platform, it is, it's not hospitable. Um, just last Friday, uh, Bittrex um, paid the SEC $24 million for operating in a legal uh, trading platform, uh, and you know Bittrex, they're they're defunct. They're, they're they're a failed business at this point, point. and there are so many other failed. A crypto fintech trading platforms. And, and um, people have lost a lot of money, especially um, younger people uh, who have invested at the, at the highs, and then the crash came and, and, and it's gone now. Uh, and, and so I don't, I, I don't foresee that uh, these tokens are going to be the tokens of the future, if at all. What I do see is this um, mixing between fiat currency, which is what we have now, dollars, you know, country-issued currency, um, using blockchain technology, integrating with it uh, to make fiat currency, uh, trying to make fiat currency have the advantages that, uh, that cryptocurrency has. Uh, such as the Federal Reserve Bank, the, or the United States Central Bank, they launched FedNow, which is an instant payment uh, processing uh, platform that banks and credit unions are now using to make instant transfers using blockchain technology. In the past, it would take you know days. Um, you would even doing a wire transfer, which is supposed to be kind of immediate. Well, it gets lost in this wire limbo uh for a, a few hours and and so it it never was instantaneous and it has to do with credit it's not actually taking money uh into one account and putting it into another it's saying okay yeah you're doing a wire transfer i'm going to credit your account even though we don't know where your money is we're going to credit it anyways and then there's all these fees associated with you know banks doing the crediting and it's it's a very complicated process and that definitely should be updated and it's starting to Uh, you're going to see more payment processors use uh, blockchain technology and that's going to be the future but but what about this decentralizing finance um mission that uh, bitcoin and, and other crypto tokens have well, it, 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 it's not going to be through crypto that um, our financial system is decentralized. Um, there's, there, we're skipping a step. And I mentioned it earlier uh, about the concentration of wealth uh, that banks have. Right now in the United States, just four banks control half of all the banking assets in this country. And these four banks uh, are... Uh, the most, some of the most penalized corporations in America doing business. So, uh, the Violation Tracker Project, it keeps track of all corporate penalties, and it's found that the number one uh, violator is Bank of America. The number two violator is Chase. The number four violator is... um, bank uh wells fargo and the number six is citigroup so those are the four big banks and they're also uh huge violators to put that in perspective just those four banks they have more penalties than the four banks just those four banks they have more penalties than the entire pharmaceutical industry they have more penalties than the entire oil and gas industry they have more penalties than both of the oil and gas industry and the pharmaceutical industry combined so um it's this this incredible uh unethical um exploitative uh industry that is the banking industry uh they have a really tight grip on um our money uh in this country uh, and something needs to be done. Now, a great starting place is by doing a simple step that any of us can do uh, without passing any laws. There are simple steps that we can do. Uh, first off, to decentralize uh, finances, to take your money out of a big bank and put it into a local credit union. Uh, credit unions are nonprofit. Uh, anytime they earn revenue above their expenses, they pump it right back into the credit union, offering their members um, uh, financial services often for free like financial education, medallion services, notary services. They offer lines of credit which you know Chase and Bank of America, they don't do personal lines of credit, Uh, they have higher interest rates for savings accounts lower uh, interest rates for for taking out a loan it's just better uh in your own financial best interest to bank with a credit union and as a way to help decentralize our our financial system Uh, another way to do that is through crowd investing Uh, crowd investing is uh, unlocking the power of the private market Uh, And uh, with the general public being able to invest in these private market investments via crowdfunding. Uh, So how is that significant? So within the private market, there is private lending, which um, is a way for non-banks to loan uh, people and businesses money. Uh, And there are crowd lending platforms where people with as little as $10 can contribute to a loan. So if, if the loan is, uh, you know, $10,000 and you put in $10, well, 1999 other 999 other people can also put in 10 dollars and fund that that loan uh and, and so it, it's a way to erode the the wealth and power of big banks by competing with them uh and uh, there are a host of advantages um by borrowing from a non-bank like a crowd lending platform, far less red tape, there is uh, more special interest. So you can uh, uh, go on a crowd lending platform that loans to small businesses. And the underwriters, uh, they understand small businesses and these crowd lending platforms, and you could finance uh, help finance the backbone of our uh, country. The small business uh this is just a, some a few simple steps that we can all take it it doesn't take a lot it's open to everybody ten dollars is not a lot of money and it, it's a it's a way to invest that that is you're not so this funds they were claiming three percent a week that's crazy that's like a hundred and fifty percent return annual return that's that, that does it's not going to exist but with crowd investing you can earn uh over 10 percent uh market returns the, those uh investment opportunities are out there it's it, that is not inconceivable and uh, and with um uh you know sound investing and in and, and continuing to make uh s- small contributions well you're going to build your wealth ethically in, in a way that's not tied to the stock market uh, not tied to corporate bottom line, uh, not tied to outsourcing, um, and in and, and a way to, to uh, ultimately decentralize our finance and dilute the concentration of wealth that's, that's in this country that is denying so many people opportunities. We now have that opportunity uh, through crowd investing. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know the three secrets of unlocking the private market to build wealth ethically, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.